Good morning. My name is Kevin Mercer and my pronouns are he, his. I'm a member of your board of trustees and it is my pleasure to welcome you to worship at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia.
As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff members. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help to keep us connected. Whomever you are, wherever you're from, whomever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining this worship this morning. We encourage you to fill out the visitor form in the lobby or online and connect with others in the virtual or in-person coffee hour after the service so that we may meet and welcome you. Finally, for those attending worship in the sanctuary at the Owen Brown Interfaith Center this morning, please take a moment to silence your cell phones or other electronic devices. And I do have a few announcements. LGBTQ plus members of our community, as well as our UUCC youth are invited to meet up at 1130 today in room 150 downstairs to create and decorate gingerbread houses. We'll gather in small groups to craft our colorful creations. And at the end of our time together, we'll share and admire each other's group, each group's good work. This upcoming Saturday evening, in our, all in our community and beyond are welcome to join us either online or in person at 7 p.m. for a traditional Christmas Eve service of readings, carols, and candlelight to warm your heart and kindle your holiday spirits. And finally, your, UU, your UUCC Board of Trustees invites you to join them in expressing appreciation to our UUCC staff by contributing towards a holiday gift. If you would like to make a donation towards this holiday staff gift, you can contribute online on the Realm Giving page and leave a note and leave the note staff holiday gift in the memo. Checks can also be made out made out to UUCC with the with staff holiday gift in the memo line. Today is the final day to make a donation. We are grateful, we really are grateful to your support in recognizing our amazing staff this holiday season. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Good morning. My name is Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she, her, and hers, and it is my honor and privilege and my joy to be with you today and to serve as minister of this congregation. Uh, a couple of other uh, housekeeping notes. If you're in the sanctuary and need a hearing assist device, those are available from the tech booth in the back, so don't hesitate to ask for one of those. If you'd like to follow along in the order of service on your mobile device, please use the QR code that you're going to see appear on the screen. Um, there's all, it's available on the website. You can get to it probably through a link in the chat as well if you're on Zoom this morning. Um, as Kevin said, we do encourage you, if you're a guest today, to complete a visitor form, either out in the lobby or online, so that we can stay in touch with one another throughout the week. 
If you didn't pick up a prop bag and a candle on your way into the sanctuary, please get those from Suzanne in the back by the main door so that you'll have those for when we have the participatory part of our pageant later this morning. And those of you at home, if you don't have a candle nearby already, you might wanna go ahead and get one of those so that you can participate in the candle lighting at the end of the service. Those of you who are coming in through the door, don't forget to get your candles and your prop bags before you go to your seats. Um, and we will honor personal joys and sorrows later in the service, as is our custom. So please send those to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net or write them in the Joys and Sorrows book that is at the back of the sanctuary. I want to note that we will be having a Christmas Eve service, as Kevin mentioned, next on Saturday evening at seven o'clock. It will be a multi-platform service here in the sanctuary and accessible by Zoom. But then the next two Sundays, December 25th, which is Christmas Day, and January 1st, which is New Year's Day, our worship services will be in-person only. We are giving our tech team those two Sundays off, so we will have small, more intimate gatherings just here in the sanctuary on those two Sundays. So those of you who join us remotely will see you either on Saturday night or again on January 8th. So for today, it is an annual tradition to celebrate this holiday season with a pageant featuring UUCC children as the actors. It's always fun and charming and a little bit chaotic and exquisitely beautiful. Sometimes we celebrate the story, biblical story of the birth of Jesus. Sometimes it's another holiday-themed dramatic presentation. In past years, it has often been written and directed by one of our high school students. And things got sort of messed up during COVID, of course. But last year, our uniquely talented religious educator, Kelly Daniker, accepted the challenge of producing a multi-platform pageant experience. And she has done it again today. So what a joy it's going to be to share this experience with all of you wherever you are this morning. Kelly's gonna tell you a little bit more about the pageant in a few minutes, but for now, I just wanna say a hearty thanks to Kelly herself, who I don't see, but I know she's here. <laughs> to all of the pageant players, their names are printed in your order of service. All of you are truly a gift. And thank you to the tech team who has offered extraordinary support to them and who helps make all of us shine. As always on this last Sunday before Christmas, we gather to worship, to kindle lights, to sing together as we proclaim our hope for peace on earth and joy in all hearts. Let us worship. As we light the flame in our chalice, this unifying symbol of Unitarian Universalism all over the world, and as we prepare to 
hear again today the story of a very special journey of a very special family. We open with these words of Reverend Teresa Ninan Soto. We hold hope close. In this community, we hold hope close. We don't always know what comes next, but that cannot dissuade us. We don't always know just what to do, but that will not mean that we are lost in the wilderness. We rely on the certainty beneath the foundation of our values and our ethics. We are the people who return to love like a North Star and to the truth that we are greater together than we are alone. Our hope does not live in some glimmer of an indistinct future. Rather, we know the way to the world of which we dream, and by covenant and the movement forward of one right action and the next, we know that one day we will arrive home. Will you now rise in body or in spirit? We're going to join our voices in speaking our congregational covenant these promises that we have been waking to and with one another for many years and that bind us as a community. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And before you take your seats again, and before you speak to one another, I would like us all to turn and say hello to those who are with us on Zoom by looking at the camera in the back. They're then going to be able to see you, and we are saying a special hello to the Tribe family who is, has been in our pageant for years and is joining us today from the United Kingdom. So good morning to Lauren and Clara and Xander and Lisa and Mark. And now we welcome one another into this space. <laughs> Merry Christmas, UUCC. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Talking to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hello. Hi. Merry Christmas. Hi. 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 <laughs> and hello again, tribe family. I'm so happy to see you this morning. It makes me a little weepy. Oh. <laughs> uh, good morning. The holiday season is upon us. We recently celebrated Thanksgiving, and now as Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa approach, many of us will prepare to travel and see family and friends. And as we all well know, these visits are gonna be magical 
and easy, and we're all gonna make memories that we'll cherish for a lifetime. <laughs> it sounds as if many of you already know it's not always quite that simple. The journeys we make for the holidays can be complicated, and at times, let's face it, those journeys are made under a bit of duress. If you're preparing to embark on a complicated holiday journey, it may comfort you to remember that the Christian story of the first Christmas was, in essence, the story of a family traveling home under duress. Joseph and Mary were not traveling to Bethlehem because they had a desire to do so. They were traveling to Bethlehem out of obligation. In their case, they were traveling to the place where Joseph was born to satisfy tax requirements made by Caesar Augustus. Mary and Joseph were a young family, likely teenagers, who traveled 90 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem over a span of probably four days, averaging a two and a half mile an hour pace for eight hours a day. And all of this while Mary was, as we know, very pregnant with their first child. Over the course of centuries, this story of a family making a complicated journey has become ingrained into our culture, even if it has not become part of our personal understanding of faith. Whatever you believe, this story invites us to reflect on our own complicated journeys. It invites us to reflect inward and to come home to our deepest selves, to renew our spirits so that we might continue our work in the world, and it invites us to remain ever open to the possibility of the miraculous. This morning, I hope all of you will accept an invitation to not only hear this story, but to become part of it. And so on your way in this morning, everyone received a prop bag. If you have not done so already, we'd like to ask you to open that now. And you'll find several things. And the first thing you want to grab out of there is your piece of ribbon. And you'll tie your ribbon. And as you guess, we'll want to tie it around the head. That is going to be your halo today. <laughs> Helen is letting us know she already has a halo, so. <laughs> Bake your halo. All right, I'm gonna tell you about the rest while you keep working. The next thing in your bag is a heart. And so at some point we will ask you to take your heart out. Now, if you are on Zoom and you want to be an angel, you can have an angel halo or angel wings. And if you'd like to join us for the heart, you can make a heart in that way. Next in there, you're gonna find a cotton ball. And if you're on Zoom, I'll invite you to sort of pretend and mime you have a cotton ball so you can feel that softness in your hands. And finally, for those of you in here, you will find a star in your prop bag. And if you are on Zoom with us, you can feel free to twinkle like a star or be a star, whatever you feel better about. All right, so we're gonna do just a quick rehearsal. I see many of you have your halos, so you have halo, and then we have our hearts. Ready, got your heart? Your cotton ball and your star. 
and we'll let you know when it's time to bring those out this morning. Each year after our Christmas pageant, many of you share kind words with me about the service, but as you might imagine, there are always a few critics. Last year, as we retold the story of the birth of Jesus, one of the critics noted, wow, that was a lot of Jesus. <laughs> I think it's actually a fair statement. As we retell the Christian story of the first Christmas, there's certainly a lot of Jesus. And I think it's fair to ask what that has to do with our Unitarian Universalist faith community. Unitarian Universalist minister Tim Kutzmark noted that we as Unitarian Universalists tell this story again and again because like all great religious myths, this story holds essential spiritual truths. He goes on to note that Ernest H. Sommerfeld once wrote, we believe that some stories deserve to live forever because of what they tell us about ourselves and our world. The angels singing an anthem of peace and goodwill deserve to be heard forever because they are the angels in human hearts. The humble shepherds who had ears to hear and hearts to receive a message of joy deserve to live to the end of time. They remind us of our responsibility to make this world into a better place. The three wise persons so faithfully seeking the way of a star deserve to go and search again year after year, as long as years shall be, for they are the story of our quest for what is best in ourselves, in each other, and in our broken and beautiful world. It is with this intention that we come together today to tell this story once again. We come together to reflect, to renew, and to remind ourselves to always leave room for awe and wonder. Should I follow you tonight? 
star of wonder, star of wonder, shining The Christmas story is rooted in old, old tales of the winter solstice. In ancient times in Europe, when the solstice came, our distant ancestors sometimes told stories of a miraculous child born to return us to the light. Throughout the world, people tell stories of a child born to a royal family or to an important and rich family who would grow up to lead humankind into a time of truth and justice. The early Christians adapted these stories of miraculous births but they added a twist to the old stories. Their miraculous child was not the son of a king, but was merely the son of a carpenter. He was not the son of a wealthy queen, but was instead the son of a woman whose only wealth was her moral purity. And that Christian story has been told and retold many times since those early Christians first began telling it 18 or 1900 years ago. This is the story we are now going to tell once more. Let us enter the story together by singing, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. This is a story about a baby born a long time ago, but it could be the story about a baby born this very moment. A long, long, long time ago, in a city far, far away, there lived an emperor named Caesar Augustus. He ruled over almost the entire world. <laughs> One day, the emperor called out to his advisors and said, Send out soldiers to all the land. They must, they must tell the people that no matter where they are now, they must journey back to the town where they were born and pay me a tax. In one of those places, a place called Galilee, there were two teenagers named Mary.
Mary and Joseph were young and in love, and Mary was about to have a baby. They had traveled a long time for many days, and they were very tired. When they reached Bethlehem, they tried to find a room to rent for the night, but every place had a sign out in front that said, no vacancy. There was no room for them everywhere. Everyone turned them away and said, you are not welcome here. Joseph was scared that they'd have no place to sleep. Finally, one innkeeper said, You can sleep in my old stable out back. You'll be safe for the night. In our story, no one had any room in their hearts. Then one person, the innkeeper, decided to help. This is a story about opening our hearts and making room for anyone who needs to be cared for. I invite you to hold your heart in front of your heart now, and let's say together the words on the screen. May this heart help me remember that I am like the innkeeper. May this heart help me remember that I can open my heart to others. And now, give your heart to someone on your left or right, and they will give theirs to you. The gentle animals welcomed Joseph and Mary to their stable. <laughs> and that very night, the time came for Mary to give birth. It was a stable, so when the baby was born, of course there was no cradle for Mary to lay her baby in. But one of the cows was kind enough to lend her a trough for a cradle. Joseph and Mary laid their new baby there in the hay in the feeding trough. As a way of welcoming Jesus to the world, will you please join us in singing Away in a Manger? region, there were shepherds who lived for months at a time out in the fields, watching over their flocks of sheep by night. Would everyone place shepherds keeping watch over their sheep? They had to watch over their sheep because there were wolves in the hills that would gladly eat a sheep if they could get one. Shepherds are people who care for other living things. May each one of us be like a shepherd watching over and taking care of one another. Please take out your cotton ball and hold it in front of your heart and say these words on the screen with me. May this softness help me remember that I am like a shepherd. May this softness help me remember 
that I need to care for others. Will you now share your cotton with someone else as a symbol of the caring we share for one another in our church community, as a symbol of how we always want to find one another and be found? And as you share your cotton, feeling the softness and care, please join us in singing the first Noel. stable for real. <laughs> so it is a custom in this congregation on the day of our pageant and again on Christmas Eve to accept a special offering to the minister's discretionary fund. We use this fund for needs in our congregation and the community that might not otherwise be met with congregational resources, especially for those who are in crisis. There has been an uptick in need just in the last few weeks, I can tell you. I assure you that your contributions are deeply appreciated by all who benefit from them. So I thank you for your generosity as you give electronically following the instructions on the screen or by placing checks or cash in the basket at the back of the sanctuary. And many thanks to Tom Monroe, who's providing all of our live music today and who will offer a special gift of music as you make your contributions. Thank you.
On this night, as the shepherds stood watching their fields, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And these angels were truly magnificent, and the glory of the God of the Israelites shone around the shepherds. Not surprisingly, the shepherds were terrified. But the angel spoke gently, saying to them, For, for I have appeared to bring you good news of great joy for all the people of Israel. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a cow's feeding trough. And suddenly the sky was filled with angels singing beautiful songs and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill among all people. Let us become part of the sky filled with angels. We place our halos on our head as we say the words on the screen. May this halo help me remember that I am surrounded by love. And may this halo help me remember that I am love. Please join us in singing, Angels We Have Heard on High. Upon hearing the message from their God and hearing the songs of the angel choir, the shepherds said to one another, this is amazing. Let's go up to Bethlehem and actually see the baby the first angel told us about. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem with their sheep, and there they found Mary and Joseph and the new baby, just as the angel had told them. Afterwards, the shepherds would tell everyone what the angel had said to them about Mary and Joseph's new baby, and everyone who heard their story would be amazed. Please join us in singing, Joy to the World. Thank you. 
for Mary. She already knew her baby was wonderful, but she listened carefully to what the shepherd said and treasured all she heard in her heart. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, three wise persons who were kings and queens from the far east journeyed to Jerusalem. But these three, as these three wise persons journeyed their long, slow journey to Bethlehem, they noticed their way was lit by a large and bright star. The three wise persons learned from King Herod about a prophecy that which had been spoken long ago, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So the wise persons set out to Bethlehem. And as they walked, they saw ahead of them the star as they had first seen it in the far east. The wise persons followed the star until it stopped over the stable where the newborn child was lying in the cow's feeding trough. And now we'll ask you to hold your star as we say these words together. May, May this star remind me of the, of the brightness and wisdom that, that is with me wherever I may go. Please join us in singing our final carol, We Three Kings. When the wise persons entered the stable and saw the new baby, they were overwhelmed with joy at this new life. They knelt down to worship him, and they opened their bags and brought out gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now we are done. Let us pause for a moment. Look at this scene. It is a special night with stars and angels and shepherds and wise persons and animals and they are all admiring a special baby which has just been born. Why would all these people stand around for such a long time to admire a tiny new baby? There's only one reason I can think of, because the birth of a child always brings hope for the future. Will this be the child who leads us to freedom? Will this be the child who breaks our bonds of slavery and establishes a new reign of peace and righteousness? And so it is in our world today. In a world that sometimes seems hopeless, 
we look with hope to the future. Every time a baby is born, we hope that this child will be one of the ones who leads us to a world of righteousness. And every time we tell this Christmas stories, it reminds us that we must go out and work for liberation and justice. We, you and I, are the ones who are responsible for making sure the world is a better place for all of the babies who are born. This is the end of one story and the beginning of another and another and another. Thank you. What a fantastic cast you are. Ingrid, would you like to help me at the chancel table by placing a pebble in the water for every joy and sorrow that's shared? Would you be willing to do that? So we are now going to take a moment to honor the joys and sorrows that have been shared among us this morning. I will give voice to what has been shared and Ingrid will place a pebble in the water for each of your offerings. In this way, we symbolize the way that each individual life ripples out and is held in the love of this community. For those of you in the sanctuary, if you would like to honor your own joys and sorrows in silence during the music meditation, you may come forward and place pebbles in the water then. All right, Ingrid, our first pebble is for Valerie Nolan and the joy that the UC grad student strike is coming to an end and Jack can get back to work. So this is for Jack. <laughs> this is to YRUU, our youth group. The care and work you have put into the secret shop at Cradle Rock Elementary is so appreciated. Little packs of wrapped goodies picked with excitement and love are making their way into the homes that surround UUCC. It's lovely. And from all of us, it's great to see the tribe family this morning. Welcome back. And one final pebble, Ingrid. Oh, have I? No, that's everything, right, Kim? Okay. Uh, this is for whatever you are holding in your heart right now. Maybe it's too painful or too raw to speak, or it's just being held privately, but this is for you. Thank you, Ingrid. And now as we hold these words of appreciation, the fear, the sorrow, the joy, I offer as our congregational prayer these classic words of Sophia Lyon Foz. Each night a child is born is a holy night. For so the children come, and so they have been coming, always in the same way, born of the seed of man and woman. No angels herald their beginnings, no prophets predict their future courses. No wise men see a star to point their way to find the babe that may save humankind. Yet each night a child is born is a holy night. 
Parents sitting beside their children's cribs feel glory in the wondrous sight of a life beginning. They ask where and how will this new life end? Or will it ever end? Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping. Let us share just a moment of stillness that each of us might know the prayers that we hold within. Amen. Blessed be.
Do all of our pageant players have a candle? No. And if they don't, and you have a candle that you're willing for our pageant player to have, will you bring it to them, please? Thank you. Oh, you can keep it, Laurie, <laughs> if they don't need it. All right. <laughs> Margo and Violet, you may keep your own. And you may stay up here if you want to, Margo. Do you want to stay up here? You could sit next to Maggie. So we pause for a moment as we prepare to enter into darkness, a figurative darkness this morning, and then come into the light that together we bring. Will you still your body? For many of us, this season feels joyful, filled with hope and promise. But that's not so for everyone, not even for everyone in this sanctuary, certainly not for all of our neighbors or other members of the human family. We hold those who are in need tenderly in our minds and hearts now. But we remember too that just as a candle flame is a small thing and yet can illuminate an entire room, so too can one person's love bring warmth and healing. I invite you to light your candles at home or here in the sanctuary by tightening the flame at the top. Will you rise in body or in spirit? And as we fill our space with this glow of candles, let's also fill it with the sound of our voices as we sing together Silent Night.
We close with words of Cindy Terlazzo, with love as my guide. Amidst the swirl of life's challenges, fears, and even moments of crisis, I make time to gaze at the night sky, to see the vastness there, and to remember that this moment in time is but a flicker, not an inconsequential flicker, for what I do and think now does matter. My work, though, is to let the debris of this world pass by while I anchor myself to what I know is true. Love, kindness, compassion. May you all know the love of Christmas. Amen. And please leave your candles either in your seat or in the bag at the back of the sanctuary so we can use them again on Saturday. Be well, you UCC.